Welcome to It Is What It Is, or Is It? I'm your host, Kay Francis, a licensed marriage and family therapist from Knoxville. I'm the author and creator of The It's It's, a children's book series, and my podcast topics will draw from my 40 years of experience in the fields of psychology and business. That includes executive coaching, training, and online program development. I told you today's topic would be a surprise to both of us. And sure enough, A Better Life with Patience came as a big surprise. Too often, people think of patience as buckling under and accepting whatever life throws at them. But patience is the opposite. However, I will point out there is a disadvantage to impatience, and we'll talk about that later. Patience is one of the best personality characteristics you could possess. When you develop and operate with patience, even when on your last nerve, it demonstrates your emotional maturity and ability to persevere despite frustrations, irritations, or other annoying or disappointing circumstances. Patience positively will affect your attitude, how you look at the world and treat the people in it. Basically, It affects your overall personality and to the point that being patient can actually diffuse negative situations. As a patient person, others will be drawn to you and feel comfortable in your company. That is such a good thing to go through life and know that and be able to feel it and accept it. They will experience you as a thoughtful, calm, and mature thinker. Therefore, they can trust you. Patience also speaks to your compassion, empathy, and ability to exercise self-control under duress. Have you ever considered how patience may give you an edge in business decisions or negotiations? How it can benefit you when dealing with a personal dilemma or trying to find an answer to a difficult decision? It does all this. It offers you time to think before you act. Lessen your stress so you can think more clearly and encourages mindfulness and humility. It makes you more aware of giving others a chance to be appreciated, heard, and respectful, which means you also gain respect from others. Can patience be learned and cultivated? That's a question. But absolutely, because patience is a developmental process. And here are a few definitions of patience written by others. One, patience is about keeping reactivity under control, but still engaging despite the discomfort. You have to learn how to strike that golden balance. You're never going to be a pushover, even though you have patience. Two, patience is the ability or willingness to suppress restlessness or annoyance when facing delays or hurdles. Three, The ability to have patience, with a slow learner as an example, to have quiet, steady perseverance, and even-tempered care, and diligence to work with patience. Here is my definition of patience. Are you ready? You know I can be a bit wordy. Patience is the ability to raise your self-esteem and sense of worth, to practice self-control, cultivate good interpersonal skills, acquire awareness and sensitivity to other people's needs, and understand the importance of humility. It also includes perseverance and being secure enough to be gracious to others. What would your definition be? 
I'd love you to think about that over the week because you might be surprised with what you come up with. Even the Bible talks about patience. You will find patience in the Bible wherever faith is mentioned, and it's mentioned a lot. In fact, faith and patience in the Bible are referred to as the power twins, and together they will produce every time. Patience without faith has no power to call into reality the thing desired. In other words, whether you are a believer or not, you must understand that patience and faith work together. They each are a power force in their own right. But remember, they complement one another and work together as a team. In James 1, to give you an example, and I quote chapters 2 and 4, When faith tends to waver, patience comes to faith's aid to make it stand. The power of patience is necessary to undergrid faith. Think of undergridding as the meaning to brace it up. In Hebrews 6, 6 through 12, and I quote, That ye not be slothful, but followers of them through faith and patience inherit the promises. Imagine all of the studies, this went through my mind certainly after looking that up, imagine all of the studies and research that's going on today that was written and discussed in the Bible in the early first century. <laughs> it kind of was amazing me, it like hit me all of a sudden, and I thought, boy, well, both then and now, patience is discussed as an important characteristic linked to faith and one worth developing. I want to give you a brief example of how patience and faith work together. My friend of 35 plus years called me one morning last week and told me that it seemed all her past problems had followed her to her new home and she was drowning. Yet she sounded better than I'd heard her in a long time and especially since her husband's death and like she was almost excited. She said that she had made a discovery that had a major impact on her. Her story is what spurred me to do this podcast, which she permitted me to share. I will try to give you the Reader's Digest version as best as possible, but let me give you the backstory. My friend went through a very friendly divorce, but eventually remarried and had two daughters. During her second marriage, she lost her father, her mother, and her younger brother, who died from an overdose of drugs. Following that, she cared for three close aunts until they passed. Her biggest heartbreak was when her mother passed. They had a very close relationship. Early on in her second marriage, she realized that although her husband could be kind, loving, and helpful, he also got easily agitated, angry, and argumentative. He could go into a screaming rant without warning or reason. For her, it was like history repeating itself because her father had been an alcoholic and not a happy one. So she was raised with anger, a screaming father that made for a very unhappy household. Like her mother, she learned to be quiet and ignore, but walked on eggshells a good part of the time. Her daughters, unfortunately, seemed to inherit their father's temperament. So her house was not the peaceful, happy environment that her personality desired and needed. There were ongoing problems with both daughters. Her marriage was becoming less loving, and her husband became ill. Well, now she was the breadwinner, completely and totally. Her husband convinced her he could still contribute and take some stress off of her by managing their money and keeping up with the bills, etc. And she agreed. 
By this time, her oldest daughter moved back home with no job, waiting for her disability case to finalize so she would have some income. To this date, she's still waiting. Her emotional outbursts have not improved. My friend's home once again doubled the tension, the arguing, and the shouting. She worked longer hours to avoid going home and even started showing real estate on the weekends. Her boss of 17 years also became ill and she spent months helping him until the day he passed. Her husband passed away in her arms just seven months ago, a few months following her boss's death. No matter how prepared you are for someone's death, it still deeply affects you when that day comes. After her husband's death, remember that was seven months ago, she was shocked to learn that he left her in a financial mess. Little left over for her, but a huge debt that she now was responsible for. She had no idea what he had done with their money and was now close to falling off the cliff. Considering all of her losses, the turbulence, the financial debt, and the false financial support of her daughter, it is very understandable why she is in a constant state of worry and extreme stress. She was forced to sell the home that she and her husband had rented for years and was supposed to be a source of income for her retirement. She had to sell her mother's home that they had rebuilt following a hurricane, and that they lived in. She now was searching for an affordable condo, had to pack and move, all within four months of her husband's passing. At that time, I couldn't travel to be with her, but we talked almost daily. I could tell, as much as she was pushing to do what needed to be done, she wasn't eating or sleeping well and becoming more and more impatient, confused, and depressed. Oh, did I mention that she was diagnosed with a heart problem a few years earlier. The condo she bought turned out to have all types of issues, and once again, the money was going out to fix things that needed fixing. On that call where she sounded excited, she had said that the evening before, she started praying for help. And that's when she picked up her Bible, which she didn't often do, looking for an answer. She opened a passage about having patience and putting her faith in God. She went on to tell me that she was understanding everything she was reading in a way that she felt like she was being talked to. She began to realize how she presented and was perceived as calm, but on the inside, she was anxious most of the time. She also began to recognize to what degree she was impatient and how it was negatively affecting her. As she continued to read, she found her answer and the solution. At that moment, she knew she would consciously work on developing her patience. And three days later, she called to inform me she had the opportunity to test her patience. After 17 years, she was laid off from her job. She told me she remained calm through this untimely announcement. She waited patiently, not letting the silence in the room get to her, waiting for her severance, but it was not offered. And then, with more patience, she began negotiating severance for herself, which was granted. She left there knowing she would be okay and that her new prayer 
was thanking God for the insight in praying to keep developing her patience and strengthening her faith. I know this story was longer than the Reader's Digest version, but it also required the backstory. Here are six great benefits of patience, just to name a few. You can better focus on your long-term goals and dreams. You can make more rational, realistic decisions. You can develop persistence and resilience, and you have a better time learning new skills. Patience allows you to be a better listener, and you've heard me talk about being a good listener in almost, I would say, a lot of my podcasts, because that is such a great skill, and you make others comfortable. Like many people, life throws us some difficult, even desperate situations, just like with my friend, and I know out there that whether you've experienced what she did or not, you know someone who has because that's how life works. It's not all pretty and easy. But with the ability to be patient and have faith in something far more powerful than yourself, the answers and positive solutions will come. Remember, patience will always be a positive force in your life, while impatience gives you very little. Our next podcast will be Your Creative Self, airing on Wednesday, August 9th. And this one's a real eye-opener. If you would like to submit a question or suggestion of a topic, you can email me at capital K, capital F, R is in red, A is in apple, and N is in Nancy, M is in Mary, A is in apple, the number one at gmail.com. And I'll do my best to answer as many questions as possible, and I'll also try to consider your topic. Have a safe and blessed week, and remember to be proud of who you are.